Hey everyone, welcome to the Copen Style Podcast. I'm your host, Mother and Kay, also known as Nuraya Khan, a current college student, cat mom, writer, and aspiring therapist. Each week, you can join me in a discussion of how to cope in style by channeling the divine creative. Today, we'll be getting into the art of allowing, holding yourself accountable, and balancing the divine within you. So grab some tea of your choice and let's get into it. Okay, so first of all, we have to acknowledge the fact that Bobby Schmur, Bobby Schmur has been released during Black History Month. Round of applause to him. Round of applause to us. Now, again, just to note, Blackness is a lifelong celebratory thing not just black history month i gotta put that out there every time i say it okay sorry but to get into this episode i kind of just want to start off with a little backstory of how i came to this topic like what brought me here email um but anyways yeah just to give a little backstory and so basically lately i've been an emotional wreck (laughs) Due to two things. For one, I've been realizing how I tend to move through life with logic and reasoning and just kind of depending on my mind rather than allowing my heart to guide me sometimes. And so, you know, I was realizing this when I had to do my writing assignment on Monday. We basically had to write a memoir focusing on one moment in our life that kind of represents a part of us and um, how we got to this point that we're at, basically. And at first, I was going to write about my sexuality because we also had to write a little list of things that we tend to avoid with our writing, things that we don't want to talk about or just naturally doesn't come up. And my sexuality was part of that. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, this is, this is cool. And when I started writing about it in my journal first, because of, I, because I basically knew that this was a little touchy, oh my God, I cannot talk, a little touchy subject for me. So I wrote it in my journal. And then as I was reading it, I was like, no, this is not something that should be on peer review. I do not need my peers to know me this hard. This is too much. This is too deep. I don't like that. So I was like, okay, well, it's due on Monday, so what am I gonna what am I gonna talk about? And um I just looked back on the list and something else that I tend to tend to avoid talking about is joyful moments, happy times. I don't really write about the positives in life or the positives of my childhood in particular. And I was wondering, like, why is that? I think, for one, I do like writing about hard times because I have these three themes that I like to talk about. One is psychology or mental health. The second one, black people. The third one is spirituality. And so writing about those hard times kind of, you know, 
moves toward those themes that I like to talk about that I'm comfortable with talking about. So I think that's where it, it comes in with the writing aspect. But just in general, I think hard times kind of has a more um, long lasting impression on our brain just because it takes so much out of us when we go through hard times and of course our brain is going to take note of that so I think that's kind of why but also just in general with me recalling my negative memories from my childhood I think because I was in a negative mindset back then with my social anxiety disorder and depression I kind of automatically recall those times that's because my mindset was that so it can be kind of hard for me to remember those positive times and um, reminisce I think and that's kind of what I wrote about my paper that's kind of what I wrote my paper about um and yeah, like it started off talking about hard times, but I wanted to end on just me shifting my perspective on my childhood trauma. Like it, it wasn't all bad. Middle school and high school in particular wasn't all bad. And I realized that I tend to have this isolating mindset where I'm constantly thinking that I don't really have a support system that I actually do have and that I've always had. I've always had friends, I've always had family around me, but I haven't always appreciated them the way that they deserved in the way that I deserve to have them in my life. And so that's kind of what I was talking about and just realizing that with a shift in perspective, I can see the good in my childhood as well because it was not all bad it definitely was not I had some great moments a lot of great moments and actually I would say that most of my childhood was pretty positive I think so yeah that was a little interesting and um that kind of brings me into the podcast episode that I had to listen to for my social cognition class and it's called False, mem- false Memories Creating False Criminals with Dr. Julia Shaw. And it is a very old episode. It's from like March 2015. But if you're interested, it's a really good, um, nice little interesting podcast. It's only like 35 minutes, so it's a little quick podcast. And it's very interesting to think about. Um, but um, that podcast kind of um, brought me to this idea of how we can't always trust our minds to make decisions for us all the time. Sometimes our minds aren't, you know, very stable. And when I'm thinking about my experiences, my mind has definitely not been the most stable, yet I still rely on my mind and on logic and on reasoning to guide my life. And I'm just like, why why do I do that? But honestly, it's comfortable for me to do that now because I've been doing it for most of my life. So it's like, why wouldn't I 
use logic like you know then that's that's kind of how I think and lately uh, like I said I've been an emotional wreck so I'm kind of realizing how important it is for me to show that emotional side and to allow my heart to guide me because this imbalance of me constantly thinking with my mind constantly thinking with logic kind of leaves me overthinking everything and neglecting a part of myself that is just as important as the mind but requires this thing called vulnerability that I tend to run away from with that isolating mindset that I was talking about. And so I've just been realizing how my personal trauma has affected my relationship with myself as well as the relationship that I have with others. So just acknowledging how my personal issues translates and manifests in so many different forms, physically and energetically. It's just so interesting to think about, but like I was literally feeling so icky and guilty when I was realizing my personal baggage and how I think that's affected like I said, my relationship with myself and the relationships that I've always had with my friends and my family. Like I've been so closed off and not having that willingness to be vulnerable, not communicating with people the way they deserve to be communicated with, only communicating with them the way that's comfortable for me but expecting them to go out of their way to communicate with me the way that I need to and just like not being fully present in the in the bond out of fear and just expecting and requiring so much from other people so that I feel comfortable and secure enough to be in the bond but I'm not doing the same thing for them like I I've, I've just been noticing how I, I just always protect myself instead of protecting the bond. And this honestly, like realizing this, the other, well, allowing myself to acknowledge this, I think it was yesterday, I was just straight up crying. <laughs> like, I was just crying out of so much guilt. Like, I felt so bad, but it felt good to release that and to acknowledge it. But... Just in general, if you know me or if you're my friend or my family member or something or whatever and you've noticed this about me, I am genuinely sorry, okay? And I'm working on being better. I literally had to send a voice message to my friend Sasha because I spent a lot of time with her and I talked to her the most. So I just felt like I had to take that responsibility to let her know that I am working on this and I am trying to be better. And this is this is like this was a hard thing for me to acknowledge. Like I don't I don't like this feeling. I really don't. Like I don't like I don't like that. It makes me feel disgusted with myself even though it's a very natural thing. It's a very normal thing and I think it's a very common thing to think about. Especially that idea of always protecting the self instead of protecting the bond. I thought this was very interesting that I wrote that because my whole life I'm like, um, what? what? I'm going to protect myself? What are you talking about? Um, that's not how it works. But it is how it works. You are supposed to protect the bond when it's a healthy 
mutual bond and a bond that you want to save and that you want to maintain then yeah you should work to protect the bond and you shouldn't really worry so much about protecting yourself if it's a healthy and mutual bond that you actually you know support and you enjoy and you want to maintain now if it's not healthy and you want to get out of course let that shit go and protect yourself but um i was constantly why well, I, I am constantly in this protective mode and this defensive mode for myself that i don't really allow myself to be there be present in that bond and i'm gonna i well i'm currently writing a blog post on bonding but that's gonna take some time because i got an exam tomorrow so i don't know i want that to come out on sunday but it might not just because college that's also why this is late right now because of college and yeah like i don't know what else to say about it it's it's just college i'm also realizing little sidetrack i'm realizing that i don't really have the energy to complain about college anymore complain about school period anymore like i'm just i'm just here and I can't even like be like, oh, I can't wait to graduate. I can't wait to graduate. I can't. Well, I'm excited to graduate. Let's say that. I'm excited to graduate next year. But I'm planning on going to grad school. So it's like, I still got so much to do. And it's like, I am tired of being in school, but I'm still here. Like, I'm still digging. I'm still digging. It's too damn bad. If you get that reference, I love you. But yeah, yeah, that's why this is late. And yeah, I don't know what where I was going with that. But to get back to it, this whole little rant was to highlight how I'm focusing on accountability, holding myself accountable, because carrying your personal baggage without any effort to unpack and manage is for one it's very selfish and for two it's self-destructive behavior like how do you even expect to progress carrying all that shit on your back like no no you have to let that go you have to release it you have to cope with that and you have to take the time to get better okay and that's where i'm at honestly i'm just taking a moment to release and unpack and let all these things go and then hold myself accountable for you know what's really been self-destructive which is me having the inability to be vulnerable well not the inability me refusing to be vulnerable in order to protect myself which is really it's really just me being scared of getting hurt which is basically the cost of being vulnerable you're exposing yourself to that opportunity to be hurt but you know there's a cost to everything and I think me constricting myself and forcing myself to not you know follow um, those guidelines and to not be a part of that bond and to protect myself is a big cost that I've been dealing with which has definitely created this baggage which brings me here today so 
Yeah. I also think a good analogy for accountability is astrology. And me personally, I'm trying to forget about astrology. I'm trying to get that shit out of my mind. I knew it was becoming a problem when I literally looked up Aura's zodiac sign. Aura is my cat. I looked up my cat's zodiac sign and I'm not proud of it. She's a Taurus, but like, what the fuck does that mean? She's a cat, you know, like she's a cat. She's a cat. And although I do think astrology has some type of influence on you, I don't think it's the one all be all. Like I see people on, um, I see people on the, the medias, the social medias, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm an Aries, that's why I have anger issues, then fix them, like, oh, I'm a Gemini, so I'm crazy, like, no, ew, ew, that's so icky, that's so icky, um, that's so icky, that's so icky, <laughs> like, fix your problems, my love, fix it, baby loves, um, I'm a Virgo, Sun, Leo, Moon, Aries, Rising, and I'm so upset that I know these things. I'm like, why do I have to? Why do I have to look the, these things up? And I don't, I don't like seeing things about um, my personal uh, signs because a lot of people have so much negative shit to say about Virgos. They have so much negative things to say about Leo moons, and they're like, Aries are so angry it's like i don't want to like i don't want to see this that's all literally that's all priming you to actually behave in that way and that's what my workings of the mind professor was talking about if you guys have workings of the mind at your university or whatever i really recommended it like well i really recommend it i love that course you see me talking so fast this is what happens when i get comfortable i'm sorry i'm gonna slow it down i'm gonna slow it down but working to the mind, that is a great course if you can take it. I loved it. I forget who my professor was. I don't really remember. But, you know, he was completely, like, shaming astrology. And I've noticed that a lot of um, scientists in general, a lot of neuroscientists, they tend to um, stray away from anything spiritual <laughs> um spiritual theories spiritual beliefs they they're not really with it which i i get but i am with it i'm with that i like that um so yeah i just i just think it's interesting and i think i think it's interesting how people are literally like let me let me do a different sign i don't know i don't really know much about other signs um Dang, what, what's a what's a what's a sign? What's a typical what's a stereotype for a sign? Um, I don't know. Scorpios are, are liars. Yeah, Scorpios are liars. And so, like, if you're a Scorpio and you're like you're seeing this, you're constantly seeing people say that you're a liar, and that's pri that's unconsciously priming you to believe that you're a liar 
then you're going to lie. You're going to you're going to continue to lie or you're going to use astrology as an excuse to lie. Oh, yeah, I lie because I'm a Scorpio. Now, I never heard anybody say this and I doubt anybody would say some shit like that, but people be acting like that on the medias and it's like no ma'am. No ma'am. Regardless of your sign, hold yourself accountable and work on your personal baggage to be a better person for yourself and be a better person for those around you. Like you being a straight up bitch, you being, why am I cursing? No, this is not okay. You being disrespectful, you being a loose can of anger, you being all of those negative things that your sign says that you are is only, you know, sharing that negative energy with everybody around you. And that's not fair and that's selfish and that's also self-destructive behavior, okay? There's no reason that you have to um, be a be an angry Aries, okay? Uh-uh. Cut it out. Cut it out, okay? But yeah, and... Um, my my tendencies personally um throw out astrology we're not talking about that no more but my tendencies can be very is that i can be very self-involved but and very hypocritical um and very closed off so i'm gonna i'm gonna work on those things and if you're somebody who knows me like i said i'm sorry and i'm gonna work on them and i'm taking that responsibility for that and i encourage you all to do so i encourage you to take the time to write down your personal baggage if you're feeling this way don't like force yourself to think about your own personal baggage if you're not feeling like that just because like i was talking about earlier on that podcast we tend to falsify our memories we tend to confabulate and a lot of times it's unconscious so if you're not feeling like you're um you're carrying any personal baggage at the moment that's harming yourself or harming other people around you, then let that, just let it go. Keep this in mind when you do feel that way, right? Write it down, have that conversation with yourself, and then let the people around you know that you're going to take accountability for that. Also, to everybody else, if you're noticing that, you know, your friend, your family member, your partner, or whatever is doing some negative things is, you know, carrying some personal baggage, kindly and respectfully let them know and let them know that, you know, it's harming you if it is or it's harming themselves. Um, I think that it's important for us to hold ourselves accountable, but also to hold each other accountable for our behavior, you know? So, yeah through my emotional wreck i have found some of the most happiest and peaceful moments that i haven't had in a while and they have all been manifested through simple pleasures and just letting things happen it's kind of a mindfulness technique if you really think about it yesterday i almost started crying but this was a good cry i almost started crying because i was just I, I just felt so good. I just felt so happy and so loving. I was just driving down 
Kelly Drive in Philly. If you know, you know. And yesterday was a beautiful day. I think it was like 50-something degrees. Today was like 50 also. It was beautiful as well. But the sky was blue. The sun was beaming. I was blasting Born Tired from, I mean, by Janae Aiko. And I just felt so good. Like, I just felt so good. I could almost cry. And it's funny that I say that because I was also crying yesterday <laughs> about holding myself accountable. So that's why I've been an emotional wreck because I'm, I'm going back and forth from self-reflection to um, allowing my way through life. I think that's what the title is going to be, allowing my way through life, even though most of the most of this I'm going to be talking about accountability, but that's besides the point. Um, I just, I don't know, like, that moment just made me so happy, and even thinking about that moment right now is making me feel so good and so peaceful and so happy and so loving and so joyful, which kind of goes back to intentional joyful action, which was what we were talking about last episode the last episode but I think allowing is more so you know embracing the positive and the negative allowing you, you yourself to feel whatever you're feeling and you know kind of going back and fulfilling those needs of those feelings, fulfilling the needs of your physical, fulfilling the needs of your mental, and fulfilling the needs of your spirit, whatever you're feeling in that moment, I think. And and that's not always, that's not always positive. And, you know, when I realized that I had to hold myself accountable, that wasn't really necessary. That wasn't an, an, a positive feeling but I know that it was for a positive progression you know sometimes you can be on this uh prolonged positive route like everything is going good everything is you know flowing naturally everything is feeling good everything is happy everything is peaceful and then you get to this point where it's like it feels so negative, but it's really not, you know, supposed to, um, how do I say this? It's not really supposed to make you feel like you're downgrading or taking a step back. You're really just, you know, taking a necessary pause to transition you into an even more progressive path, you know, like it's, it's just, it's necessary sometimes and I think you know especially when sometimes men things are going really good for us we tend to get nervous or scared for something bad to happen but just allowing yourself to feel grateful and appreciative of that moment that is so positive or just allowing yourself to Hold yourself accountable in that moment, even though it's making you feel icky. You know that you need to, you need to um, realize this, and you need to understand this. You need to hold yourself accountable so that you're able to be a better person to yourself and to those around you. 
it's a necessary um it's a necessary stop to your progression and I think just allowing it to happen can be the best thing that you can do for yourself and you know allowing can be you know manifested in so many different ways you can do meditation and you don't have to do meditation in the traditional sense i think i was listening to a podcast with janae Iko like a couple weeks back and they were just discussing this concept called the red traffic light meditation i believe and this is something you can do literally while you're driving, you know, like, and you guys can look up red traffic light meditation in Google and, and see all about it and read all about it. But that's just, that just goes to show how diverse meditation and mindfulness and spirituality can be. Like, I really so hardly think that you really have to learn how to personalize your own innovative therapy your own spiritual um experience your own spiritual practice i can't really tell you how to hold yourself accountable or how to allow your way through life you know all i can do is share my experiences and that's why this this episode is a little bit more personal and i i just think it's important to show these moments of vulnerability show these moments of um yeah just of vulnerability and allowing myself to fuck up allowing myself to see my own flaws and know that it's it's okay but you do have to take care of yourself and you do have to acknowledge this and you know you do have to allow yourself to feel and you have to allow yourself to let the negative things teach you something i guess i i'm starting to go on a little rant so let's let's just let's just move on okay <laughs> cuz i started to lose lose my thought and forget what i was even talking about for a second so let's move on um another way that you can allow your way through life is moving with the moment so just focusing this is my this is mindfulness just focusing in that moment and not focusing on what you have to do in the future or what you did in the past just focusing on living there and being there and moving with the moment literally um i think that's a that's a beautiful way to live life and can mean so many different things to different people. So I'll just allow you to, you know, create your own definition of moving with the moment and what that means to you. Also, letting the needs of your body, mind, and spirit guide your day. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. I feel like I kind of repeat myself with some of these concepts because they can be... Um, related in so many different types of contexts but um yeah just letting letting yourself rest when you need to rest or you know making sure that you're hydrating your body making sure that you're stimulating your mind by 
reading a book or watching something informational or, you know, taking time to listen to a educational podcast. I think especially when if you're especially if you're not in school or especially, you know, during summer break and winter break, it's also important to stimulate our minds and make sure that you know, we're being we're being fulfilled in that sense and we're you know, learning how to be more aware, learning how to be mindful and moving in a more progressive way instead of just, you know, neglecting that side of ourselves, I think. Stimulating the mind. That could be a good conversation in the future, you know? That could be interesting, hearing how everybody, you know, does that differently. I think I think all of these things can be taken in different ways, so... I don't know. I think that's very interesting. Also, um, your spirit. I don't. I don't, like. Sometimes I don't really like talking about spirituality and religion, just because everybody is different and everybody has different beliefs that they believe in. But at the same time, because I have the strong belief in. The spirit world and you know taking care of your spirit I can't help but mention it I think it's important to pray to God or to you know some people call it the universe or some everybody calls you know their divine different things but you know I say pray to God have that moment and for me it's very casual like I could be laying in bed. I could be driving. I could be literally like about to close my eyes and go to sleep. I can um, be in the shower. <laughs> like it, it's literally, it can be literally anything. And um, it doesn't have to be, a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I pray to God pretty casually. It's just like, hey. <laughs> It's how I'm feeling. It's kind of like a, a rant and then, you know, showing appreciation and gratitude and, you know, it, it, it always helps me. It makes me feel better to talk to God and, you know, have that moment with um, my spirit and, yeah, I'm ranting a little bit, huh? Yeah, let, let's move on, huh? Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. But I do think it's important to note that I, that the, the, the art of allowing your way through life is something that has to be mastered and has to be practiced often and regularly. I'm still working on that. I am not a master at allowing my way through life. I, you know, this is something that just came up <laughs> so I'm still learning and that's why I'm, I'm a little rocky with explaining things because you know this is just how I've been feeling in, this week in this past couple months like this is this is pretty new to me and even though I do think that I've allowed my way through life in the past in different ways I think now it's in a more intentional and in, in a more mindful way that takes 
practice to do that. And yeah, I just wanted to note that because I don't want to I don't want to come on here and sound like I'm like I'm preaching or anything or that I'm like a master of all these things cuz I'm I'm most definitely the fuck not. <laughs> most definitely not. Actually like I find myself in these moments where I'm like completely lost and really when I just take some time to think or take some time to read back on my blog posts or take some time to read on the Instagram posts and just read my captions or just go through my um, diary, my journal, which is like my favorite thing to do because I'll end up crying, laughing, and being proud all in the same moment. It's crazy. But just reflecting back on all of these things that I'm talking about, you know, I realized that the answer is always within you. Like it's always an internalized answer because you really just have to listen to yourself. You really just have to listen to your your heart, your mind, your your spirit, your body. Like they it's all all of the answers are there. And I feel like sometimes we're kind of oh, and also with God. Also with God. But I feel like sometimes when we go through these hard times, we're kind of unlocking that part of ourselves that holds information that um, that we need, that we've been searching for sometimes. I don't know. And that might, that might not be true, but that's just how I feel sometimes when I go through something hard or when I have those moments like earlier this week when I'm realizing how I have to hold myself accountable and how I, you know, have... Whenever I'm just realizing hard times, I, and then I get through them, it's like, like, it's like a moment of enlightenment, like, oh, wow, like, this happened because of this, which is rooted by this, and sometimes I find that I have repeated rooted emotions, rooted experiences that, or rooted trauma that I just haven't quite unpacked yet. And I, I think it might take multiple tries, several several tries to, you know, heal. And it's, it's, it's just a constant healing experience. Like we're constantly learning and we're constantly learning more about ourselves and learning more answers about how we have to take care of ourselves and how we have to listen to ourselves. I don't know. It's just it's just very interesting and I just wanted to note that because I I struggle sometimes. I struggle a lot, but I think lately I've just been focusing more we're trying to focus more on the positive elements in my life and in practicing that and in doing that my life has become more and more positive but I think it's not necessarily because life has been easier for me but I think it's I think it's just that shift in perspective that I was talking about with my writing assignment we all have the choice to allow the negatives to take control over us or we can allow the negatives to teach us what it's 
meant to teach us and take that lesson and carry it with us instead of carrying the negative experience with us. Taking the lesson is a more positive and progressive way, but taking and carrying that negative weight is a more self-destructive way and can end up in a selfish manner when it becomes personal baggage, basically. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there before we get into the divine, balancing the divine within us. Okay, so I kind of just decided that I'm going to do a whole episode on the divine feminine and the divine masculine just because I feel like that holds a lot of weight and I can talk about so much within that topic and we're already at 40 minutes and I don't want to prolong the conversation too much longer. So yeah, this is just going to be a quick little intro for... This is going to be a quick little intro of the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine for preparation of the actual Divine Feminine and Masculine episode that I'll do in the future. But yeah, so this is just a quick little intro and, you know, relating back to what we've been talking about this whole episode. So with the Divine Feminine and Masculine, we all have both of these energies within us. Now, typically... There is a leading energy. Um, So for me, my leading energy is the divine feminine. That's my dominant energy. And it's important to know that sex isn't the determinant of your leading energy. So you can be a male sex and still have a leading feminine energy. Okay? That doesn't have have anything to do with your sexual orientation or you know whether you're male or female okay now I kind of just want to read a couple of the traits for the masculine and for the feminine just to give you an idea of the differences between them so with the masculine it's very goal oriented lots of logic reasoning action rationality and strength and then with the feminine side There's intuition, gentleness, creativity, expressiveness, patience, flexibility, and it's just very fluid. So how does this all kind of relate to what I was talking about? As I explained earlier in this episode, I tend to follow logic and reasoning a lot instead of my intuition, which has been calling me to channel that energy. So my way of thinking has been very masculine and also has brought a lot of mental instability for me. And the way you think holds a lot of control over how you move in the world, how you move in the moment. So what I need now is really just to take time to heal, to nurture, and just allow my way through life with my feminine side. Just because in society, in the world that we live in now, there's a lot of overpowering but constricted masculine energy that we all tend to have to follow. So I think it's interesting how me, as a leading feminine energy, 
wait, I did not say that right. For me, as a woman in this world who has a leading feminine energy, I kind of have to, while I'm kind of pressured and expected to suppress that dominant feminine side of me and focus more on that masculine and it's causes very imbalanced internal well-being for me and I feel like I just need I just need to allow my way through life with that feminine side and you know tap into that and I think we all can tap into our feminine side seriously um, to heal ourselves and to nurture ourselves and to just allow our way through life now I can't tell you how to balance out your personal energy but what I can do is share my experiences in hopes that maybe it'll spark something in you that may help which I think taking that leading energy quiz um which you can literally just google leading energy quiz and a bunch of quizzes will pop up the first one there should be a first one and it should be the Tony Robbins quiz I've taken that one it's pretty good and it's really quick I think it was like nine questions took like five minutes less than five minutes really I would also recommend that you take multiple quizzes just to check that validity and um, when you get your results see if that resonates with you like if it's giving you feminine but you're not feeling that way then you know maybe it's wrong maybe you have a dominant Um, masculine side or maybe you've been um, indulging in the lacking energy so much that you know you think that it's your dominant that you think it's your leading energy but I don't know I'm not the one to tell you I can't you know make that decision for you so I think it's important for you to take the quiz or for you to reflect on how you feel and what you think your leading energy is also on youtube jake woodard i believe that's his name i hope that's his name jake woodard he has um, a couple videos on the divine feminine and the divine masculine i've watched a couple of those and i really like the way he explains these two energies and how they're manifested into the world and how they should be balanced out in the world and also within us so you know if you're interested in learning more about this I I think Jake Woodard is a good start in taking the quiz if you don't know your leading energy yet is a good start as well and just you know doing doing some research on it I think that could be a great way to learn more and you know a good way to reflect on yourself and how you move through society what what's what's the leading energy that you know controls the way you move I don't know I think that's interesting but yeah to kind of conclude this episode I want to go over the focal points so for one Holding yourself accountable of your own baggage and making an effort to work on them. For two, allowing your way through life, balancing the mind and the heart, leading your decisions. For three, allowing both sides of your masculine and feminine to balance out your life. For the coping homework this week, 
I don't really have anything just because I feel like it's hard to this was a very personal episode and you know the things that I was talking about is a very personal thing if you resonated with it or even if you didn't like these are just things that you have to think about for yourself so I guess the coping homework is to think about everything that we discussed here today and see how that resonates with you see how you can hold yourself accountable how you can hold the people around you accountable thinking about how you can personally allow your way through life and what that means to you and you know reflecting on what your leading energy is and how do you think the world we live in has affected your your way of life i don't know i think that's interesting to think about i think that that is the coping homework i guess i don't i don't really have anything else for you so yeah before we go i just want to do a little song recommendation this song i've been listening to all day yesterday and all day today just because it makes me feel so it just makes me feel so good and it's hold on by little dragon it's a very old song but i've I just, it just came up the other day and I was like, I, this, this song is just joy. Like, I love that song so much and I hope you guys like that song. But this is the end of the episode, so make sure to follow at Coping Styles on Instagram as well as subscribe to my blog at withmotherandk.com. Thank you for taking this time to cope with me and let me know if you enjoyed the episode. Always with love, Mother and Kay.